Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, what's happening, Rush Nation? It is Murphy. It is a Friday evening, and it is time for the matchups pod. We've had Thursday night football, definitely a good game uh, from the neutral perspective. I'm sure Jets fans probably won't agree with uh, how the defence played in particular was was pretty poor, but overall, uh, definitely entertaining game. Anytime you see sort of 75 points put up, you can't really grumble at the the quality of the entertainment. It's definitely one of the better. Thursday night games as, as well. So uh, worth a watch if you haven't watched it. Uh, definitely some interesting things uh, to take away from the game as well. One of the things I think that pleased me more was to see the commitment to the run, uh, Indianapolis, I mean. Uh, but I still am a little reserved in terms of what they're doing going forward with their commitment to the run because in terms of you know, running the ball. I mean, it was 50-50, you know, 30-30. Um, 30, 30 pass attempts, 30 rush attempts, so 50-50 game, which is a bit more balanced, a bit more what we want to to see. I think a lot of that was probably driven by the game script, the fact they were at 45-12 at one point in this one. But still 19 carries for, just, uh, for Jonathan Taylor. would like to see that a, a, a little bit more. But Naheem Hines was uh, extremely impressive running the football as well. And this team could run the ball. I just don't understand why they don't uh, run it more. And so that's something that it was good to see them run it more than they have done. I mean, I think uh, Jonathan Taylor had 16 attempts in week eight. But yeah, but we'd still like to see them run the football more um, than, than normal. This were the Jets. I mean, I think any time they're going to throw the ball, uh, 52 times. It's, I mean, we're just not going to see that from Zach Wilson. He's not going to throw the ball 52 times. So I don't know what they kind of do going forward because the last couple of weeks they've gone heavy, heavy pass. And, you know, it's entertaining. Like they, they, 
they look good doing it. But yeah, I just um, I'm not sure what this really means going forward for the Jets. Is this a short term thing? Because if they're going to throw the ball 50 times a game now, it all of a sudden brings people like Keenan Cole uh, into some fantasy relevance. Jameson Crowder didn't get as as many targets as I as I thought he might. He got seven. Thought he would have got ten plus if you told me they're throwing the ball fifty one times. And they keep throwing to to nobody's. Trey Wesco got two targets. Braxton Berrios got three targets. Denzel Mims got five. He got five targets. He only caught one for twenty in this game. And so you know Ryan Griffin, Tyler Craft. I mean every everyone's everyone's all got thrown the ball in this game. And so. I'd like to see a bit more cohesiveness from the Jets' offense, and it was good. Like I said, it was good to see them throw the ball. I mean, like I said, it was forty-five twelve. They kind of just went all hell for leather kind of thing. But yeah, there'd be something else I'd like to to see out of them moving forward. But uh, before we get to before we get to the rest of the show, just go through one um, manscaped.com. Uh, Manscaped are uh, sponsors for the site in terms of the podcasts. Uh, I keep talking about the Lawnmower 4.0. It is a, a wonderful product. They've got wonderful tools, um, all sorts on there that you can check out and get the code uh, five yard for 20% off plus free shipping. And that's not just on the Lawnmower 4.0, it's on absolutely everything, including the, the performance packages and everything they do on there. So do check it out if you, you know, we're getting to Christmas time now. If you know somebody who would be really interested in a product like this, over 2 million men worldwide use one. I've got one. So feel free to use uh, the code 5YARD at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. And then also the DFS boys did a wonderful job last night on the show. And they had Jack on, who was also absolutely fantastic. And they talked about the, the season-long contest. They talked about the free roll contest that we're running on Sunday as well. So you can get up to four teams in our free roll contest, £100 to the winner, £300 prize pot so do get involved in that one all details via the show there also via the article that we put up uh, earlier this morning also check out Collins uh, star sits that's absolutely fantastic he um, he's been doing a great job writing this column now third week in a row and and he's done an absolutely brilliant job so do check that out also check out all the other pods this week you know we had BJ Riddell of Pro Football uh, Network on there uh, on Monday on the flagship before I jumped on for the second half uh, the Dynasty Boys did a wonderful job. So there's been lots going on this week. Uh, IDP Pod was great. The College Podcast was also uh, really top notch this week. So it's been some really, really good content just across the board um, th- this week. So definitely take advantage uh, of the content that we're putting out. You know, you can subscribe at your uh, YouTube.com, uh, find the five-hour videos, and they're all there. Where you can find them on on tweets that we put out as well. But YouTube's easy, easier to find. If you subscribe, you'll just get a notification when, when we go live and it will always be available to you. So, so do that. The last thing I'm going to ask is reviews on Apple Podcasts. They, they mean a lot. They've really kind of dried up. Um, we've had some amazing reviews over time there. If you are really enjoying this podcast, please uh, do find a way to leave a review on, on Apple Podcasts for us uh, and give us five stars. It just means we can get out to, to more people. We've had some absolutely breathtaking numbers this year, and I'd love to get out to more people uh, to find this pod as well. So, you know, if you're thinking, how can I support the show? There are two ways you can do it. One is to write a review uh, at Apple Podcasts. It's definitely the, the most listened to network, so that one is most appreciated. If you can, just write a review on there. I think you can even do it online. I don't think you need to have an Apple device anymore. I think you can go on to um, 
uh, you can go on online on, on on a web browser and, and be able to do that. So that that would mean a lot if you if you can. And and, and second of all, uh, you can become patron of the show. We have a, a number of patrons now, and we have our Patreon WhatsApp group, which is absolutely fantastic, full of great uh, ideas and sharing. And uh, everyone's getting smarter as as the process is going on. You get quite a bit of uh, interaction with myself. Uh, I do post in there sort of every day. Uh, answering questions, helping people out from a strategy perspective. Uh, a lot of people ask me about trade advice and why I would or wouldn't do something. I'll give me an example. Ward, he posted one earlier and he said um, he was asking me about would I trade uh, Trey Lance, who's his, his like third string quarterback in the two quarterback league, uh, for Dalton Schultz because his, his QBs would be off by after this week. And I was like, probably not because the value, the risk of rewards isn't, isn't quite there. Like I'd, I'd want more from my, he has Tyrod Taylor as a, as a sort of additional QB. And I kind of explained this idea of risk and reward of, you know, you're going to get a, a really small bump at tight end. But if Brady or Lamar get injured, that's your season done. Like, so the risk and reward doesn't make a huge amount of sense for me unless I'm getting a lot more. Plus what the value of a QB is in a two QB league. I feel like you can get more than, than Schultz for that. So, that's an idea of the kind of things that we talk. So you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash five yard rush and you can get involved uh, for as little as a pound a month. Um, and then there's three pound a month. And there's other tiers where after uh, six months, you'll get some merchandise from us, which effectively pays for itself. So like as much as you're giving us money, you actually get that money back through, through merchandise that, that we will send you. So swings and roundabouts um it's just a way of, of keeping the lights on uh, even further but appreciate you all for listening and interacting with the podcast and i will answer start sits here to everybody in in the patreon group i don't always get to them on twitter purely because i get so many i i get uh i think last week i got close to 100 in my dms um which is just it's just not sustainable like i you know, I end up just sending people my rankings and it's like, when I start this person over this person? It's like, well, my rankings are there. They're online. You can see them and you can make that decision. You know, you don't, like for me to answer all of those, it's much easier just to view my rankings. So you'd be able to get that. But uh, if you do subscribe to Patreon, I will answer all uh, questions. Uh, and I'll, you'll also get some quips from me uh, that probably, I wouldn't say aren't suitable for air, but I'll leave them offline. Um, comparing certain players to wafer thin uh wafer thin ham for example so uh, you can get those as well but let's move on to the, the the show that we're actually here to talk about and that's uh the matchups pod so we are here just to, to go through and talk about all the different um games for this week uh don't forget a public service announcement but all games go back to six o'clock because america does move their clocks uh back this week so we've had that one week of the year where it's different times but it is changed now so we're back to the six o'clock and uh 905 925 and so let's start with we've got four teams on by we've already played one so we're already sort of uh through got 13 games left to cover this week so let's start with uh, minnesota versus baltimore uh, this is a big, big game for Baltimore, and this is a real challenge after you know their bye week. They they lost to the Bengals before the week, who, who uh, bye week who have subsequently lost to the Jets last week. So this is an important matchup here um, for Baltimore to get right. And Minnesota, you know, disappointingly lost to the Cowboys with Cooper Rush. So um, it's going to be an interesting battle. This one. We'll start with 
Um, we'll start with the quarterbacks. I have uh, Lamar Jackson as my quarterback two on the week. I have Kirk Cousins as my quarterback 10 on the week. So both of these are must starts, even though that Baltimore defense is um, pretty tidy at times. I still think this is be a uh, sort of game script where Cousins will be required uh, to make plays in order for them to, to keep pace. Now, Dalvin Cook, I have as my uh, running back three on the week. So someone I feel, oh, actually, let's get it into the right mode. Um, I have Dalvin Cook at four this week, naturally. Um, I have him behind Jonathan Taylor, who played last night, uh, Austin Eckler and, and Aaron Jones. So obviously a, a must-start play uh, this week. In terms of the rest of the backs in this game, I think they're all fadeable. I don't think there's anyone here I think you need to really worry about and play in the, in this one. Um, I've got Devonta Freeman and Latavius Murray at, say, like 39 and 40. So they're not players I'm desperate to to put in lineups and Mattison's at 48. So no need to worry about uh, any of the other running backs in this one outside of, of Dalvin Cook. When it comes to the wide receivers here, Justin Jefferson, I've got at wide receiver seven on the week. I have Adam Phelan at wide receiver 20 on the week. And then I also have Marquise Hollywood-Brown at 14. So they're the three sort of must-start plays uh, this week. If you've got any of those three, of course, you are starting them this week. Uh, in the flex conversation is Rashad Bateman. I have him at 37 uh, on the week. I'm not really tempted to start anyone else in this game, KJ Osborne or Sammy Watkins. I just think they're probably a little bit too uh, too much of a risk. I have Osborne, for example, at, at 54. Uh, Watkins, I have uh, even lower, I think. Yeah, I, I've got Watkins like outside the top 100. Maybe that's a bit low. Maybe I'll move him up a little bit. I just don't. I don't trust him to deliver. And there's some injury concern there as well. So he's not someone I'm, I'm overly favoured on right now. Um, I do think both these tight ends are definitely in play this week. Um, you've got Mark Andrews is my tight end three on the week. But I really like Tyler Conklin this week. He showed some good volume last week. I think that continues. I have him as tight end 12 on the week. So both of these are definitely startable uh, in my eyes this week. Next game is New England and Carolina. This is a really difficult game in terms of pieces that you're going to to want large pieces of um, because I think it's going to be settled on the ground more often than not. So really, there, there aren't too many pieces of this I, I want. I don't really want uh, the quarterbacks here unless uh, absolutely desperate from, a, um, from the perspective of needing to start either or. Um, in a two QB league, for example, but in a one QB league, you should have better resources than than that. So let's get to the running backs. The big news here is it's trending towards Christian McCaffrey playing this week. Now I have him currently. The consensus is is completely out of whack because a lot of people don't think he is going to play. It's people like me who think he is going to play. I have him at running back nine. The consensus is sixty eight right now. I'm not sure that's right. Um, and maybe that's been updated since I last did a, an update on this uh, over 24 hours ago. Maybe it's trending more towards the other way. I'm only looking at um, my last edit. But it's hard for me to push him higher than that. I do think there'll be some restriction on him, and it will depend on the game. So I have him a little bit lower than maybe others might. 
uh, given he's Christian McCaffrey and he's superhuman and he will come back. But yeah, I'm just a little bit cautious here. So I've got him at nine. I think if he plays, you're, you're obviously going to play him. That's you've been waiting a long, a long time for this. I have Damon Harris at 14. I do think this Carolina run defense is, is pretty good. Um, consensus has him or had him at 11. Um, so I have him a little bit lower than consensus there. I just squeeze someone like James Robinson, who again might not go. So therefore, uh, he might trend up back into this uh, number one conversation. But he's pretty much on the fringes of it. So both of those are a place for me. I'm not starting anyone else in this game uh, at running back. Bolden, I think, is too much of, of a risk, uh, as is Hubbard, um, as is Stevenson. I just don't want any real pieces of it. So instead, we're going to move to the wide receivers. And DJ Moore is the sort of the definite must-start for me in this game. He is wide receiver 10 on the week, and he's kind of game script matchup proof. So I really like him this week. Um to continue a wide receiver one trend that he's been sort of on the fringes of that for the last few weeks. So I, I really like him to perform well this week. Uh, Jacoby Myers, I have a wide receiver 38. So he is just outside the wide receiver three conversation. He's kind of in it. I've got him around Sean Bateman, Van Jefferson, Christian Kirk. So good company to be around, probably starting him given the fragility of running back uh, right now. So probably makes, uh, makes sense to, to have him in your lineups. I have Robbie Anderson at 53. I have Nelson Aguilar at 57. And Kendrick Bourne at 60. If I was looking at a ceiling play from the three of those, I would say it's probably Kendrick Bourne because I think he's the one that gets the sort of razzle-dazzle special plays. I think New England might try and dial up to dazzle and confuse uh, this Carolina defense. The other uh, talking point here before I get onto the Titans is Sam Donald was in the, con- in the concussion protocol. He, he is injured. Um, PJ Walker could go. Um, it's not happened yet. It's, you know, outlets seem to be trending towards Donald going. I'm not so sure. I think that's one you really have to keep an eye on. I mean, not that it really matters, but unless you're in a two QB league, um, but if you're really desperate at quarterback this week, um, someone's already picked Jordan Love, who we'll get to then, you know, picking up PJ Walker right now on a gamble, probably not a bad idea that he might start on Sunday or at least come in for a bit anyway. Um, we get to the tight ends this week and really, really need to talk about um, Hunter Henry. He's at nine this week. He's got a great record of scoring touchdowns at home. Uh, and I think that will continue again this, this Sunday. Big divisional game, Cincinnati versus Cleveland. This is a huge game uh, for the division because I think if, if Cleveland lose this, you, you might as well say that they're they're out of the division race. And I think then it comes to whether or not they can try and squeak by to get in um, get in the playoffs. And it'll be a much harder route for them, whereas I think they need to win this to stay alive in the division race. So in terms of uh, quarterbacks for this one, I'm not starting Baker Mayfield. You'll hear me say that pretty much all through the season. Uh, I don't, it's not like I have a big problem with him. I think he's fine. He's just not a great fantasy quarterback. That's just the, the bottom line. So instead, uh, Joe Burrow, I have at four in a week. I actually think he's going to really attack this. I think he's going to come in with a bit of a point to prove. And I think he's really going to attack it. So I am over consensus on, on Joe Burrow this week. Um, I look at the running backs in this game. And I think there's plenty to be excited about. I have Joe Mixon at, at 10 on the week. I have uh, Nick Chubb at 13 on the week. I have Dearness Johnson at 36 on the week. And to be honest, it wouldn't shock me if I moved him up a little bit more. I'm looking at some of the names that I've I've got around him and thinking, yeah, maybe I might move him above uh, a few of these. 
Um, so he could go up. I think he's an interesting flex play. He scored a touchdown last week. He could be someone interesting enough to potentially start. The big news in this one is we're expecting OJ, um, OBJ to get cut this week. Maybe even as soon as today. So we're expecting that to happen uh, really soon. So OBJ is not going to play for the Browns again. He's also not going to get claimed with enough time to play this week. So he's completely out. Um, and you can pretty much just forget about OBJ for now until we see where it goes. I think probably maybe the Saints is where he ends up, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. So it does shift the thinking a little bit on some of these players. I'm going to go through them now. Um, Jamar Chase is the number one wide receiver in this game. I have him at wide receiver four uh, on the week. And then I have... So I have T. Higgins at 21 on the week. I have Jarvis Landry at 29 on the week. I have Tyler Boyd at 34 uh, on the week. I have Odell Beckham Jr. He's in my ranks, um, but obviously shouldn't be ranked anymore. I need to just take him out. Again, I kind of put him in just as a reminder. Um, and then Rashad Higgins is someone I'm going to move up. I'm probably going to move Rashad Higgins all the way up to um, somewhere in the 40s. And I'm probably going to put him in the Michael Hardman, Brian Edward range. So he's an interesting flex play, and I would be having him just to see if he breaks out um, and gets more attachment that way. So, yeah, be, be messing with that this afternoon to decide where I'm going to put him uh, and tighten that one up. In terms of tight ends in this game, I mean, it's interesting. I've got a Zuma at 11. He's probably the only tight end in this game I really feel comfortable starting. Uh, this week, I don't think I want anyone uh, anyone else at tight end this week. I mean, I've got a Duke at 24 and Hooper at 27. So um, that's where I'm at, settling with those. Should be a really interesting game. We've got Denver versus Dallas. And this is, again, another really interesting scenario at quarterback. Dallas, oh, Dallas could start that Prescott this week. They're all saying it's trending towards him starting, that he's, you know, he's well, um, he seems to be you know, fighting fit and, and, and ready to go. I'm not sure it's the best play, given what the games have got coming up um, over the next few weeks. I'm not sure that that's a smart play, and I probably would be leaning towards Cooper Rush. So I don't know. At the moment, I've got Dak at six in my rankings, but I am prepared to pivot to Cooper Rush if uh, there's sort of an epiphany moment here. I don't rule it out. Don't rule out. Just keep it like, don't just assume that Prescott's going to play this week. It looks likely, more than likely. But don't just take it as nailed on. Because if there's any doubt that he's not ready, then looking at Cooper Rush might be a reasonable solution this week. Teddy Bridgewater, I have at 17, definitely no need to worry about him. Now, looking at the running backs in this game, I have C. Kelly at seven on the week. I have Javonta Williams at 23, Melvin Gordon at 25. I'd say all of those are must-start plays, um, really, given the situations that we're in. Uh, they're sandwiched between James Connor, by the way, who I moved up slightly. Um, Tony Pollard is at 35. Interesting flex play. If you need uh, some additional help there, don't mind that as a play uh, at all. And then we've got the wide receivers. Now, this is going to really change depending on who is actually quarterbacking the team. At this moment in time, I have CD Lamb. I have CD Lamb at eight. 
I have Mari Cooper at 18, Cortland Sutherland at 23, Jerry Judy at 26. Michael Gallup is currently at 49 in my ranks. We're expecting him to come off IR this week. And if he does, then I'd expect him to be in that sort of wide receiver four conversation. And then Tim Patrick is at 58. I think he gets a massive arrow down due to Jerry Judy being back. Uh, another thing, Noah Fan is on the COVID list. He will not play this week. So it is a case of having uh, Albert O in. So I have Dalton Shorts at eight and I have Albert O at 17. Albert O might be a sneaky last minute ad, but he is dealing with some injury concerns of his own. So just keep an eye on that situation as well. Buffalo at Jacksonville. This schedule is just continuing to get easier and easier for Buffalo, although they did make hard work against the uh, the Dolphins last week. They do have Jacksonville this week to continue this run and cement the uh, AFC's title that they won last year. Of course, we're starting Josh Allen. When would we not start Josh Allen? He is my quarterback one on the week. I'm still not ready to put um, Trevor Lawrence in lineups. I don't trust him enough. He's at 26 for me this week, especially against that Bills uh, defense. Now, looking at the running back situation here, I've kind of already alluded to it. I have James Robinson at 12. I do tend to think that he goes. I think this might be a difficult matchup, but I also think that the the Jags are better when James Robinson is in the side. And not just in the side, but active and on the ball. So he is someone who I really expect to get involved um, in the offense, despite the fact that trailing for a lot of this game. So I would expect them to utilize him. So he is my favorite running back in this matchup if he is healthy. Zach Moss is at 20 on the week. Devin Singletary is uh, running back 32. Carlos Hines is at 47. I might move him up depending on the injury status of James Robinson. But he is worth a sneaky ad this week just to keep under the radar. Looking at wide receivers, looking at wide receivers here in this game, and it's interesting. There's no, I mean, we've got Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is at six this week. I've moved him down slightly. I just don't think it's quite all going that way uh, of Stefan, Stefan Diggs, but I do think he's going to have a strong showing this week. Manuel Sanders, I have a 25. Colby is 28. Both of those are definitely starts for me this week. Marvin Jones is at 30. He's definitely in the start conversation too. Uh, so you can feel pretty good about all of those. Um, I actually have Jamal Agnew at 45 and LaVisca Chanel at 50. I just think Agnew is getting all the volume. He's kind of, especially if if James Robinson, they, they think, okay, we're not going to give him the full workload. I think it could shift uh, Agnew. And I think Agnew is a really sneaky under the under the radar ad right now. So he's someone I, I would want parts of. I wouldn't want to go too crazy, but he's someone I'd be interested in. Gabe Davis, I have it at 70. Uh, this week and then we come to the tight ends at this moment I don't have Knox in but I'm starting to think and read that he could go and if he goes he'll be a top 12 tight end for sure Um, so at the moment it's on Sweeney who I wouldn't have but I do think that will change Um, and Dan Arnold will have at 18 this week I just think there's other guys here I I like over Arnold this week I just don't see uh, where he's necessarily going to get all of the volume that we would hope for uh, Houston versus Miami. This game is going to be terrible. Um, obviously, I expect Miami to get right in this one, but there really isn't a lot of fantasy players I want in this one. If you've got two, uh, I get it. I probably would start him if I didn't have a better option. I'm at 15 on the week. I think he's fine. Um, I don't necessarily want to go nuts, but 
you know, I don't think it's a bad move to to have him in your lineup this week if you need. But I also don't expect him to deliver a high ceiling uh, either. As for the running backs in this game, there just really isn't a lot of love here. Both teams are struggling to move the ball on the ground. And Miles Gaskin is my highest running back this week, and I have him at 30 in this game. David Johnson at 37, Rex Burkhead at 43, Salvin Ahmed at 51. So I try and fade all the running backs in this game. I think it's talent poor. Um, and two sets of committees trying to work against each other. It's just not going to make for great use of running the ball. As for the wide receivers in this one, I have Brandon Cooks at wide receiver 24, Jalen Waddle at wide receiver 27, Devonta Parker at wide receiver 35. I would say all three of those are a definite must-starts. I might even move Parker slightly up on my rankings uh, this week as well. Um, no one else I'm that interested in. Nico Collins is 64. I wouldn't say he's in the flex conversation at all. And then we're looking at the tight ends here. Mike Gesicki, I have at five. He's actually been the best tight end in football over the last three weeks. So he's someone that definitely holds uh, a lot of interest for me. So he's um, definitely someone you should be playing in lineups. He's a favorite target of Tua. Um, Don't need to worry about Houston's tight end uh, at all. Moving on to Atlanta versus New Orleans. Again, this is going to be an interesting one. I don't say there's too many players uh, in here that I'm that excited to start. Um, But I'm going to go with them team by team, really in terms of, Atlanta, there's only two players uh, that you really can start on a week-to-week basis now, and they are Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts. Everyone else, even Russell Gage, I think Russell Gage is a desperation play at best. At some point, we'd expect him to get hot, but against the Saints' defense, probably not. And, you know, we got zero points last week in a situation where, you know, it should have been there for him. Calvin Ridley has stepped away from football for the immediate future. We don't know how long that will be. So I don't want uh, Matt Ryan. He's just got no one to throw to right now. He's 20 on the week for me. So really is about Patterson, who is my running back 11 on the week, and Kyle Pitts, who's my tight end two on the week. But for Atlanta, I don't want anyone else. It's a pretty similar story for uh, New Orleans. Not many players have want. On this one, Taysom Hill, I have an eight, quarterback eight on the week. Uh, I think he's going to come in and do a great job on the ground. I think it also hurts Kamara a little bit. So I have Kamara at five. Um, I am low on consensus on him, but I don't mind. I get the logic on why I've done that. And that's because, as we've seen, I think Hill will take away some of that work. Marcus Calloway is the first wide receiver I have in this game. And I have him at 51. So... Yeah, definitely not someone I'm interested in playing or anyone. So that's really where I've got uh, all the players uh, in this one. And then the last one before we take an ever so quick short break um, is Las Vegas at the Giants. This this game is massively overshadowed by the news of, of Henry Ruggs being charged with uh, DUI resulting in death. He is done in the NFL, I think. I mean, we can wait and see, but I'd probably expect him to to be done. So it does change things a little bit, not massively for fantasy, but I guess the perspective of the game, it's going to be a difficult one. Derek Carr, he's my quarterback 11 uh, for the week. Daniel Jones is my quarterback 12, so I have them back-to-back. I think they're both sort of good starts this week. Um, Now, Saquon initially tested positive for COVID in the PCR. It turned out to be a false positive. He's now negative for COVID. It looks unlikely that he's going to play this week if you listen to Joe Judge. 
So therefore, let's um, move away from thinking about him and, and having Devonta Booker in this one. So in terms of the running backs available, Josh Jacobs is the highest rated running back. I have him at 17. Devonta Booker, I have at 21. Kenyon Drake at 44. Jalen Rashad at 66. Elijah Penny, 69. So really, it's just about Jacobs and Booker in this one, both as running back twos, purely volume dependent, of course. And then looking at the wide receivers in this game, there's a lot of injuries. Does Galladay go? Shepard looks like he's going to miss time. So really, it's about Kadarius Tony. He is wide receiver 31 on the week. Hunter Renfro is wide receiver 33 on the week. Both of them, I'd say, starts. They're definitely starts. They're volume play starts. Um, I think Tony and, and Renfro are going to get a significant amount of volume in this game. And I like Darius Slayton. I think he's going to stretch the D. I've got him well over consensus. I have him at 42 on the week. Brian Edwards, I have at 48. Those two, I would say, definite flex plays. I think you can definitely consider them for the flex. Zay Jones is interesting. I have him at 72. It wouldn't shock me if he got into the end zone. Dante Pettis at 79. But again, just slightly out of the reach of everyone there. So and take a quick break and then I will be back. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Okay, so now we move on to the late slate of games. So we have just three this week, which is always a shame. I always like this four. But it does mean you get to focus on the games a little bit more, especially if you're watching on Red Zone, you pretty much get to see every play. So it's not a bad, uh, not a bad thing, but I kind of like um, having four there personally, but that's just me. Um, so first of all is the Chargers against Philadelphia. And let's see with the Chargers. This is a must-win game, uh, I think, for them to uh, keep a stronghold in that division. Wow, say stronghold. To really have a chance of winning the division, I think they've got to do this. Philadelphia, I think they're a team that probably aren't going to make the playoffs, but in that kind of playoff contention in the for the seventh seed, because there's so many teams around there with four wins and uh, four losses and five losses that they're kind of sneakily still in the playoff hunt, even though they shouldn't be. I do expect the Chargers to win this one comfortably. Uh, maybe that reflects a little bit. Slightly concerned with Justin Herbert. Not not a ton. He's not playing at the same level he was last year. There definitely seems to be some missed throws. Um, teams are scheming against Mike Williams a bit better. I think they've seen the threat. They know how to manage it. I think when you take away that deep ball, uh, Herbert is somewhat limited. And it's starting to show a little bit with the fancy point returns that we're seeing. So I have him at nine on the week, which is below um, consensus. Uh, as well with Jaden Hurts, I have him at seven on the week. So very comfortable ranges for both of those uh, must-start plays. And then I look at the running backs. I actually have Eckler at two. I just think Eckler is going to do a really good job. 
this week. He continues to put up great fantasy numbers. I think that's going to continue to trend up. I have Boston Scott on 19, which is over consensus because just the Chargers can't stop the run. They just can't stop the run in this game. Um, and they haven't been able to stop it all season. I think that's going to continue to happen. And that's why I'm also really over consensus on Jordan Howard, where I have him at 26. Uh, consensus has him at 40. I have Kenneth Gainwell at 34, which is actually uh, higher than consensus as well. So uh, I have all three backs of fantasy relevant to some degree this week. I just think Howard's going to get the goal line work and punch him in. Ha- Scott's going to get the passing uh, work in, and Gamewell's just going to get a bit of work in between. So I think all three are kind of going to be somewhat fantasy relevant because that's how you're going to beat the Chargers. You're going to run the football on them. I don't think you're going to see much of anyone else in this game other than those three backs. And I think they're going to all have defined roles. It comes to the wide receivers, and this is a. a I've Keenan Allen at 11, I think, just because you're seeing now that they're having to get the ball to Keenan Allen. He's going to get the most targets in this game. He's the one that's going to be kept busiest. And I have Williams at 17 because I think that they will take away they will take away the deep shot. I think that's how you beat the Chargers. You take Mike Williams out of the game. You're never going to stop him completely, but you stop the, the 60, 70 yard plays and try and manage the game that way. After Ronta Smith at 32, and I'm half debating putting him down just because I just don't see how he's going to put together a reasonable return. He is going to be the number one target uh, outside of Goddard, but. I just think they're going to run the ball so much. It wouldn't surprise me if Hurts only runs the only throws the ball like 15, 20 times in this game. And that, and that wouldn't shock me because that's that's going to be the way that they, they try and win this game is, is by beating them up through the middle. As for the tight ends, I have uh, Dallas Goddard at six on the week and I have Jared Cook at 19 on the week. I'm significantly lower on Jared Cook than everybody else. I just think I've seen enough of Jared Cook now in, in the Chargers organization to say I just don't see where I can put him above other guys. He could get a touchdown and elevate, but that's the only way he's going to get significant numbers because it's all going to go to Allen and they're going to try and find other ways. So, yeah, I'm lower than Cook than the most this week, just an FYI. Green Bay against the Kansas City Chiefs. And really, the Green Bay Packers had an opportunity, as they had in past tense, because I think this is a different game now, to really put one knife in the Chiefs and really make them make it very difficult for them to win their division and then put them on the road in the playoffs. And I just don't see them winning three or four road playoff games to to, to win the Super Bowl. So I think it's a big one. Um, so as a result of that, I look at this, and it's all changed because of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, uh, regardless of what people think, for me, he lied about his vaccination status. He said, yeah, I, he was asked the question, am I vaccinated? He went, yeah, I am immunized. And he answered the question, are you vaccinated in the affirmative? That's why I believe he lied. I knew, I think, he, you know, I know what he knew, what he meant. He clearly did not want people to think he wasn't vaccinated, he, regardless of this holistic approach and whatever it is he was doing. And I think he puts the team in, in jeopardy with this, um, not to mention reporters and everything else, but it's a different story altogether. I think it's it's highly disappointing that someone as senior as, as Aaron Rodgers, as, as mid-left reporters and public and everyone into his status, uh, he will miss this game as a result of that because he is not vaccinated. So Jordan Love will get his first ever NFL start. I think it's his first ever NFL start. Don't hold me to to task on that one. And so as a result, I don't think this is a game I'm starting Jordan Love. Um, I think he could be fine. Like, and we, He's had snaps. I know he's had snaps, but he's not someone I'm desperate to put in a in a lineup this week uh, and really gamble. So I think I have Jordan Love at 19. I think that's about right. 
I think he's going to be over the likes of Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo and, and Justin Fields, but I just don't think I can get him any higher than, than that. Uh, with Mahomes, Mahomes, I actually have at five. I think he's playing hurt. I've, I've seen enough now in terms of limping on the sidelines in little little segments and just the way that he is throwing as many interceptions as he is. You know, he, he, he's throwing interceptions in seven consecutive games now. Like, it's just not, that's not what Patrick Mahomes does. So um, you can tell he's frustrated. You can tell there's perhaps some disagreement with the game plan, but I, I also think he's hurt. I think he's throwing the ball away more than he would. Um, and he's, he's definitely in pain. That's impairing some of those decisions. So I, I can't put him any higher than that because of the fact I do think he's playing hurt. Um, we get to the running backs here. Aaron Jones is my number one running back on the week. I think they'll just rely on him uh, heavily in this one just to try and get some form of result out of it. And I think that's how you can beat the Chiefs. I have Daryl Williams at 29, uh, AJ Dillon at 31, and Derek Gore at 33. So all of those are interesting options if you are desperate at running back this week. Um, moving on to the wide receivers, I have Tyree Kell at two. Now, this is an interesting one. I have Devontae Adams at 15. And it's purely because I just don't know how real this connection is with Love and, and, and Adams. We just don't know. So people have Adams at seven. I just, I'm being really conservative here. I'm thinking that, can I put him over, say, uh, a Michael Pittman uh, who played last night or DeAndre Hopkins or Marcus Hollywood? But I just don't think I can right now with what I know. So I can be proved wrong and I'm prepared to. I'd still start him. He's definitely in my start. But again, I have at 15 on the week just to set. And those expectation levels. Nicole Hardman have at 47. He's a reasonable flex play. Um, I'm not worried about starting anyone else. No, uh, Randall Cobb or anything else. I just don't think it's going to be a high passing volume in this one from the Packers. I think they can win this one on the ground. Travis Kelsey is obviously my time one, although there's some concerns. He's just not really been putting up the same numbers as we would like to hope. And Robert Tonyan went last week onto IR, so Mercedes Lewis is the tight end uh, in Green Bay now, but I have him at 31. There'll be better weeks for him, for sure. And then another big game in the West. Arizona can really finish uh, the 49ers season here uh, with a win. Kyler Murray's status is still unclear. He's still not practiced, but I would expect him to return. I think they need him. And can see an opportunity to, one, stay ahead of the Rams, and two, find a way to uh, really end the 49 season, make this a two-horse race in the division and cement their playoff hopes. So as a result of that, I'm st- I still haven't really put him in my rankings in a place I normally would because I'm still a bit unsure. But I, I do think he plays. I'm so sorry. Um, if Kyler Murray does play, he would obviously be a, a quarterback one. I think I put him on the lower end. I think they would probably cap him a little bit. Um, so I probably will have him in that potential like fringe QB1 range. I actually haven't put him in my ranks because I was still sort of waiting, but I think I'm going to put him in now. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, I've already talked about, is a low end. QB2 wouldn't surprise me if he gets benched uh, for Trey Lance in this one. Really wouldn't surprise me. I think he's got the shortest leash of any quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, we've got Chase Edmonds and Elijah Mitchell in this one. And James Connor. James Connor's on the fringe of the quarterback uh, running back two conversation. 
Eliza Mitchell, I have at 15. I think this is a good place for him uh, to get a start and, and really produce well. Chase Evans at 22, James Connor at 24. So all three of those running backs are definitely must starts this week. Um, there is some concerns over Hopkins's health. That's why I've got him outside the, uh, and then you mix that with with Murray's health. I've got him at 13 on the week, but of course he's still a must start. Debo Samuel, by the way, I have at three on the week. Really bullish on Debo Samuel. He's just been terrific this season. I think he will continue that moving forward. Um, as for the rest of the wide receivers in this game, I have Kirk at 39, AJ Green at 40, Rondell Moore at 46, uh, Brad Nayuk at 68. So definitely those first three names are ones you can consider for the flex. And then your tight ends in this one, really only about Zach Ertz. I have Zach Ertz at 14 on the week. So definitely a, a considerable starter, but you know, just don't expect a high ceiling uh, this week, especially as there's concerns around Murray. Sunday Night Football is the Titans versus the Rams. And this is an opportunity for both teams to really capitalize on their good form right now. But with Tennessee, it's really difficult. There is no Derek Henry. He has gone for the next six to 10 weeks. Uh, so effectively most of the rest of the fantasy season. So going to be a difficult one. Uh, it will mean that Ryan Tannehill will uh, have to pass the ball a bit more in this game. I have him at quarterback 13. So definitely someone who you can start this week. This running back situation is it's literally a roll of dice. What do we think is going to happen? Uh, you know, this week, well, let's start with Henderson. Henderson's my number eight on the week. You can feel good uh, starting him. I have uh, Peterson and McNichol sort of back-to-back, 27-28. I actually think I'm going to change this, and I think McNichols is going to be in the the top 24 when I finalize these rankings for Sunday, unless I see something different. I just think the fact he's been there, I think he's going to get the first crack, but I don't think it's going to be like a bell cow roll. I think these guys are going to be relevant. Peterson's heavily experienced. It won't take a long time to get off the ground, but I would trend towards McNichols, maybe getting the first crack of this one. I think he might see more volume this week than maybe going forward. So I think this is definitely more a McNichols game than a Peterson game, but I actually have them sort of back to back right now. I think you just got to, I think if you have the players, to where you don't need to start them. That's what I would do. But if you don't, and you've obviously had to gamble, then I think you have to start them given what you pay on the way for a while, but just be prepared for the fact that they might blank. So you just got to be a bit ready for that one. Now let's talk about the wide receivers this week. Cooper Cup is obviously the, the, the wide receiver one, most obvious wide receiver one uh, going. AJ Brown, I have a five. I think he's going to heavily capitalize off the back of, Derek Henry's injury probably shouldn't put it in those terms it's probably not the right way but he's going to he's the one who's going to get be picking up a lot of work now as I have to put the ball in the air more I have Robert Woods at 19 I have Van Jefferson at 36 um, I don't have Julio Jones in here it's never confident he's ever going to play um, so Nick Westbrook is at 73 for me of course if Julio plays he'll probably be slotting in somewhere around the 40s I have him at 100 in my ranks right now but Really, if he doesn't play, I'm not interested in anyone else but AJ Brown right now. And then as for the tight ends, I have Higby at 10 and I have Ferkser at 25 on the week. So Higby, you can start, but I wouldn't be starting Ferkser 
despite his touchdown last week. And then we get to the Bears in Pittsburgh. Monday Night Football. This, I reckon, will be a snooze fest. I will probably give this one a miss, if I'm honest, and watch this on Game Pass. Don't think I'm going to be staying up late for this one. I'm moving house next week, so um, you'll forgive me for the rest. I've got training on Tuesday and Wednesday, so I've got a very early start. So I will probably miss this one. Uh, probably for good reason. I don't want to start either quarterback in this game. Um, I have Roethlisberger at 23. I have Fields at 22. No need to start either of them, unless you're in a 2QB league. Now, the running back situation. Dave Montgomery might play. He might play. He is scheduled to go to practice. Uh, he's going to be in the practice window. It's going to be an interesting one to see. I don't think he gets a full workload regardless. So I think either way, I think Herbert is still relevant this week. Najee Harris is my running back six of the week. He'll get great volume. Herbert is currently 18. He will move down if Montgomery goes. But right now, we're just waiting to see what happens. Damian Williams, no longer a thing. Don't worry about him. You can drop him. But it's all about watching to see if Montgomery goes. If he does go, he will be elevated up into sort of low-end RB2, maybe RB3 range. I don't think he's going to get a full volume because they've got a bye next week. I They are still weirdly in a playoff race, even though I wouldn't say that they're going to make it. So maybe they rush him back. I personally wouldn't. They've got a bye next week. I'd play Herbert. He's played well. I think... Montgomery obviously gives you a bit extra to win, but I don't think he is the guy I would have to really push you up and over in this game, especially against this defense. So Herbert right now is where he is on a volume play. If Montgomery goes back, he convolutes that play significantly. Um, Deontay Johnson, I have a wide receiver nine on the week. Chase Claypool, wide receiver 22 on the week. Darnell Mooney, 43. Alan Robinson, 52. James Robinson, don't even worry about him or anyone else. This is going to be a pretty low-end scoring game. So other than those two Pittsburgh receivers, I'm probably not desperate to start anyone. And then I have Pat Freemuth at tight end 15 and Komet at tight end 21. Both of these are touchdown dependent to be relevant this week. That'll do it for the matchup show. It's been a little longer than I anticipated, but I hope it's useful to all of you to get the process and where we are. Uh, rankings will be updated later on this evening, so do check that one out. We're even going to drop a very special episode today, um, just on my way there now, actually, to talk with uh, Stocks and Co. And um, we're going to put together a very special episode. It's not going to come onto the podcast feed for a while, but the live version will be up. Um, so tune in tonight. Um, I think it's going to be starting maybe around 8 but we're just waiting to, I'm just waiting to get there and then we'll see. So looking forward to catching up there. Feel free to ask questions and join us. It's going to be a very special show. We're going to talk more NFL than fantasy, but there'll be some fantasy stuff in there and um, we'll answer a lot of questions. So yeah, just join in and, and get involved in the live show tonight. And then we're going to drop it as a special episode, even next week or the week after um, as we approach episode 500. So stay tuned for that one. That'll do it. Don't forget to check out the contest. Don't forget to check out Fan Team and absolutely everything else we've got going on. Appreciate the love as always. Enjoy your weekend. Good luck for week nine. We'll be in double digit weeks the next time I come across the podcast feed. So uh, take care, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. Also, the matchup pod next week will be done by Rich. I am moving house. So you will not get this from me. You will get it from Rich in his ranks next week. So enjoy that as a break from me and my husky voice. Um, 
and he will do it well and proud. So you won't hear this pod from me for two weeks, but I look forward to delivering it to you uh, in two weeks' time. Rich will hear to deliver it next week, so be kind to him. But until next week, as always, Rush Nation, don't forget, keep rushing. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.